three accounts walk into a bar, and the bartender says, wait, is this some kind of a financial planning joke? I'm not too interested. <laughs> hey, it's Matt Robeson. I am co-hosting with Mike Morton, the Mike Morton Podcast, with the ever-evolving name Financial Life Planning for Busy Parents with Young Kids and also siblings, maybe parents who are older than them, who also they want to care for and who may have resources and something like that. I don't know, Mike, is, was that close? All of the above. Yes, correct. Yes. This is for everybody Excellent. who has money. <laughs> hey, who uses you want money? <laughs> you know how they're always prompting you these days? It's like you've got to engage with your audience. Ask them questions. Get them talking. Here's one. Why don't you hit us with a five-word version or less of the name of this pod? No, it's got it. Financial life planning. I, I tease. I tease. Pod um, with Mike pod with and Matt. Mike. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Pod Snakes with Mike and Matt. <laughs> You know what you're going to get if you watch this movie? Snakes on a plane. That's you know right. what you're going to get? <laughs> All right. You want to talk about, you're kind of kidding about three accounts walking to a bar. You want to talk <laughs> about three different account types. This is actually, I, I snuck a peek at uh, your notes on this. this oh, no. Say it's not so. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, this is more interesting. This is going to hit a lot more people, I think, than it sounds like on the surface. What do you want to talk about? So I kind of want to get back to basics, but we'll also throw in some nuances and some stories and stuff. But this is back to basics on account types. And there are three types of accounts, even though there's a variety of names out there. 401ks, 403Bs, brokerage, checking, savings, deferred comp, 457s. We can go on and on, Matt. How many do you want? So what you're saying is there, there are Edwards, there are Jacobs, and then there are people who are just not into weepy preteen vampire drama. Yes, and Matt just took us completely sideways. <laughs> yes, that's what I assume that I assume that va wait, vampires don't come into this. You lost me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just lost everybody. So let's go back. Three, you know, all even though you have all these names for all these different types of accounts, there's three different versions or account types, even though they come in a variety of names. And those are this. Okay. There's taxable, there's tax deferred, and there's tax free. All right. So Got those it. are the three major categories of accounts. Either it's a taxable account where you are just paying taxes every year. Those would be a taxable account. It's a tax deferred account. Deferred, you have not paid taxes on the money in that account yet. And tax free, where you've maybe paid taxes already, but at least you will never pay taxes again on that money. So those are three account types, taxable, tax deferred, and tax-free. All right. For people who may be wondering, like, what's in this for me, why why is it important to understand the distinction? Okay. What's, why well, what's does it matter? Im yeah, what's important is because it's all about taxes. So a lot of the work that I do, you know, more and more I realize that it just comes down to taxes. Like, everything we talk about has a tax implication and it matters for you because you're paying taxes to the government in one way or another. And there are a variety of strategies and rules that you can avoid paying some of those taxes. And so the more you can avoid paying taxes, the more dollars are in your pocket. And that's why, you know, it, it pays to know about the different account types. And then we can get into, you know, of course, some stories and, and why you want to really pay attention to it and be smart with your money and make your money work for you and not just for the government. 
I want to urge people to pay attention to this because I have a sneaking suspicion. I don't think this is like conspiracy theory, Matt, time. I think this might be real. My wife and I talk constantly about how we don't understand the economics of other people's lives. We don't understand why other people seem to be able to afford all kinds of things that feel like, I, how can you afford this? Like, they're going on trips and they're like doing activities and their houses look swankier. Not that we care about swanky, but you know what I mean? Like, right. it just seems like people are going to like lots of big sporting events and it feels like treat yourself from Parks and Rec. It's like people are treating themselves and we don't understand why do they seem to have so much more money? And now, you know what you're doing, Morton? You're making me suspect that they understand the differences between account types in a way that we don't, and they have more money than we do. We're like bleeding money from our pockets. Is this real? Yes, that it's absolutely real. Yeah, because I've followed you down the street, Matt, and there's literally dollars just coming out of the, you know, the your pants pockets. That's why I like walking around behind you. That's the best <laughs> version of what could be coming out of my pants. Wait, hold on. So... So is this real? Like, I mean, do people really, truly lose? You have a lot of clients. Are people really losing money from their pockets as we speak right now? Is this Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me tell you a story. I do want to get back to some of the um, the names, right? Because you might be wondering which kinds of accounts show up in these different sure. categories. So we can get back to that. But let me tell you a story. I was meeting recently with, let's call him Joe. And this is very typical, Matt. So I get a questionnaire when I'm first meeting somebody, just tell me a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your finances, where you've got, where you've got some money and, and stuff like that. So he has about 400,000 in a brokerage account, checking savings brokerage account. They're very good savers, Joe and his wife, very good savers. And th so they've saved a lot, about 400,000 or so in their brokerage checking and savings accounts. A little bit, like 100,000 or so in 401k accounts. They've got employers, so 100, 150,000 in 401ks. And then and those would be traditional 401ks. And then nothing in Roth accounts or any IRAs. Okay. And they've been working there. I think this couple's like 30s. So I've been working for 10 years or so. So they've built up like some savings. And they're very good savers. So now you can see, oh, that's great. They've got five or 600,000 saved. But a vast majority of it is in their brokerage account, which is a taxable account. So every year, whatever investments they have, interest, dividends, if they make trades, all gets taxed every single year. 400,000 there, about 100,000 in the 401k, tax deferred, and nothing in, in individual retirement accounts, nothing in tax-free Roth accounts. And so they've missed an opportunity you know, over the past years to be saving in tax-free accounts, saving on taxes, getting more of that money growing for the next 40, 30, 40, 50 years in 401ks, Roth IRAs, other tax-free accounts, and that's gonna cost them $100,000 easily over that time. So two things, one, I this is really painful. Everything you're saying here is, is very painful. This is actually not a secret to Mike. It is a secret to our listeners and I'll divulge it. Joe, Bear some, uh, Joe is not me. I know this is actually a client. This is not me. But Joe's situation may bear some resemblance to my situation. And I feel bad because I host a financial planning podcast with you, Mike. And this is bad. Do as I say, not as I do. But yeah, this is really yeah. making me think that my first fear might be very real. Because what you're outlining with Joe 
I'm not sure I, I, the numbers quite line up in, in our situation with Joe's, but yeah, I, I'm probably literally paying thousands of dollars more in taxes every single year. So if I'm paying $5,000 in taxes more than I have to be, there's that swanky vacation that our neighbors are taking. <laughs> That's right. Or there's that amount of college savings that I'm not putting away. Please don't listen to this, my kids. Because <laughs> if, you're, if you want to be mad at me in a few years about why you have to take out more loans, here's the reason. I'm being dumb about taxes. Well, thanks. Thanks for yeah. that. Well, this congratulations. has been using Matt Robeson with Mike Morton. <laughs> right. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. I feel, I feel awful. But well, I imagine – I shouldn't feel that bad because I imagine – that many of our listeners are probably in the same boat. Is this really common? This is very common, especially for good savers, Matt. So I know you're a good saver and, and so you save money. And people that are good savers naturally, you know, have a paycheck coming in and they're like, hey, I need to save a thousand a month or whatever it is. And you just siphon it off and it ends up in that checking savings. And then you get investments, that brokerage account. And so that's what good savers do. But what we want to do is be smarter with our money and get it into these accounts that the IRS, the US government has put special tax provisions on to save you, the American, from paying an exorbitant amount of taxes. Just pay the taxes. I always say, pay the taxes that you owe to the government, but you don't need to leave them a tip. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, well, I know you wanted to get back to laying out a little bit more of, of the nuts and bolts of what kinds of things we're talking about here. So um, I'm going to ask this to you in kind of the Jeff Foxworthy way. It's like, if this is true, you might be a, he's allowed to call people rednecks. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so how would you know? Tell us a little bit more about the nuts and bolts. Like what would be the telltale signs that you're Joe or me? Yeah. So a couple of telltale signs. One would be the situation I just described. You have more money in your checking savings and brokerage accounts than you do your 401ks, your IRAs, your tax-deferred, tax-free accounts. Second thing is where you're saving. Make sure, we've done episodes on kind of the waterfall, like where to save that next dollar. Make sure that you're maxing out the employer benefits, okay? So like wherever you're employed, make sure you really look through those benefits. I do this for all my clients, Matt, is like, hand me your benefits package. Let me read through it. And I find stuff in there. It's, hey, are you taking advantage of X, Y, and Z. And they're like, yeah, oh, I never even looked at this stuff. <laughs> you know? So make sure you look through your employer benefits. There's a lot of stuff, especially larger employers, put a lot of things in there you can take advantage of, especially saving money. Make sure you're maxing out. If you're a good saver and you can, make sure you're maxing out your 401ks, your 403bs. Make sure you're maxing out your individual retirement accounts You know, on top of those. So those are a couple things that you would know if you're in this category, where your money is currently saved, and then this year, 2023, 2024, where you're going to be saving your money. That is helpful. I actually just, it's interesting when you say employer benefits, I am with you because they're sneaky and they're not always in the kind of like you laid out the three account types, right? And it's not always the most obvious places. I worked for a large company um, for many years, and when I became an employee, I discovered that it was for like a dollar a month. <clears throat> it was some insanely low rate that they would take out of my paycheck, and they would give me $100,000 of life insurance. That was a nice benefit. That was really great. And you've talked a lot about you love health savings accounts. There's all kinds of sneaky things that they will help you set up. And some of them are, are obvious, like the 401k type stuff. And some of it is a lot less obvious. And I'll tell you, ever since 
I went to a part-time basis so that I could spend more time working on things like this with you. <laughs> I've kind of done exactly what you just said. I let those things slide. I don't think I have life insurance now, right? No, That's stupid. Wait, what? <laughs> I, you have kids? Again, this is so bad. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, like that. This is a whole different show. We need to have a whole different show where it's like the things Matt is doing that you should not do. We could do twenty shows out of that. Anyway, yeah. so it's you, what you're saying is it's actually it's not that hard to know to find that like you might be basically spending thousands of dollars a year on taxes that could be yours that you could be spending on other things. It's not that hard to discover that. Here's a question for you: How hard is it to fix? <laughs> Well, unfortunately, it's really hard to fix if you find yourself in Matt's situation or Joe's situation where you've got all this money now in these taxable accounts. So that's why looking forward, making sure you're taking advantage of the, the benefits and the account types that you do have access to this year and next year. But there are ways of doing it, Matt. I run across a lot of people. You, you'd be familiar with this. Mike, I can't possibly save more money. In fact, we're spending more money. I've got now teenagers and they're eating me out of house and home. And their oh activities. My what the hell? <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> what the hell? Well, wait until your your boys are smaller. See, my boy is now 15. And it's, you know, you have a normal dinner, but then I come down in the morning and the fridge is empty. Literally, the entire fridge is empty. And I'm like, what happened between 9 p.m. Yeah. and 6 a.m.? <laughs> I, I know what happened. I'm, okay, first of all, your son is too tall for this, but I think he's a hobbit. I think it's like six meals a day. Yeah, we've had one breakfast, yes, but what about second breakfast? That's right. Okay, yeah, this is there's so much second breakfast happening here. It's unbelievable. All right, anyway, go, All on, right. go on. So kids are eating you out of house and home. Kids are eating you out of house and home. The sports activities are just getting so much more expensive. Remember when they were like six and it was like fifty bucks to join the league, and now it's you that's know, because hundreds no, of that's dollars. because we were we were neglecting our children. It was yeah, like, right, hey Jimmy, enough. go play baseball. It's like all I have is this board with a rusty nail in it. Sounds great, kid. Yeah, it'll be fun. Right. Yeah. So you enter these these different periods where it's harder to save money. So. I have a lot of clients that I can't take full advantage of. I'm taking, I've got the free match, the 401k, and I'm doing what I can there, but I don't have more money to save, you know, into my individual retirement account. So this is where you get in this quote unquote money laundering. Hey, don't worry if you can't, you know, put more into the 401k, it does have to come out of your paycheck, but I understand you need to live on your entire paycheck. Like things are now expensive during this period. So Instead, you've got some taxable savings. You've got that 400,000 just sitting in that brokerage account. Now, mentally, you've you put it out. You're like, that's for retirement. I don't have that money to, to spend. Like it's saved out there. Um, so I understand that. But what you could do is in your paycheck, take 10,000 from your paycheck, shove it in the 401k. So now you've reduced your paycheck and you're like, Mike, I can't live on a reduced paycheck. Okay, but take the 10,000, get a reduced paycheck and then take 10,000 from your brokerage account Put it in your checking account, and now you spend that on your everyday expenses for this year, okay? And that's what we call this money laundering. Your paycheck's gone down, you're getting the full 401k, and you're spending from your brokerage. So it, it's as if you took 10000 from your brokerage and shoved it into this tax-deferred, tax-free account, and now that 10000 will be growing tax-free or tax-deferred forever, and instead of growing in the taxable account where it was. So that's how you can work on trying to fix this over time. Are you ready to create your ideal lifestyle? 
Let's discover what's most important to you and design a plan to have more of that in your life. Go to meetmikemorton.com. All one word, meetmikemorton.com. I am going to, live, on the air, take our listeners inside, behind the scenes, into the factory where we produce the, it's, it's like the industrial complex where we make financial life planning. Mike, everything you just said was amazing, and I think it's going to be super useful to, as you just said, a lot of people. I urge us, we're going to do a follow-up episode where we're going to walk through this very, very slow. It's the rescue plan for people who find themselves in Joe's situation. I, I, I urge us to do this because there's actually a lot of really important pieces to this. It's not like you can't just do it, but it does sound like, let, let me see if I can read that back. It sounds like it's not necessarily hard to get yourself out of this situation where you're, again, can't say this enough, spending thousands of dollars a year on taxes that you don't have to, you're losing money. It's not hard, but it might be, it might take a long time to, to dig yourself out. Is that true? Yeah, that, that's accurate. That's exactly right. And we should dig into it because there's other stuff. I mentioned the 401ks, but you can do this with HSAs. I have a lot of clients that do that too. So we should get into the details and go slowly and yeah, walk through that. Yeah. I think it's a great I, idea. I think, I, I totally think we should do that because I think, I almost think this is the kind of thing that you could almost put on your website as just like a step by step. But again, I, it does sound like from what I've heard, from you, not just here, but when we chat. We do talk about other things than just these topics. But like Sometimes we do talk about these topics. It does sound like with all of these things, there's, there's like details that you got to get right or you could just kind of compound your problems. So I don't think it's the kind of thing where you're like giving away the store for free here. Like I think, I think you really could give an overview. And when I've thought about this topic, again, I'm just asking you to read back if this is true. The sense I've gotten is if you invest a little bit of time and you commit to, okay, I'm going to get myself out of this and it's worth it because let's just take that number, 5,000 bucks a year. I'm going to save myself 5,000 bucks a year. What is your hourly rate of pay? If you make a hundred bucks an hour, then you could spend 50 hours on this, but you're not gonna, you're going to spend maybe five hours on this and you're going to do it like once and then thereafter you're just gonna have to follow through over time it, it's so super worth it like you would do that if, if someone said would you spend five hours and get five thousand dollars you would say yes right yeah. so like i anyway that's my pitch on this is that true by the way is that right what I yeah that's said? about that's about right it does take um, a few hours of work you have to figure out your situation again we can walk through some different scenarios but it's exactly the high level we talked about you want to take advantage of all of the benefits on offer to you by your employer and by the government. So that could be you know, your 401k, your 403b, it could be individual retirement accounts, it could be HSA accounts, it could be other benefits in employee benefits. It can also be in there, Matt, another one, a sneaky one is after tax contributions to your 401k. We know the limit for this year is 22,500 as an employee, but a lot of larger companies allow additional contributions above mm -hmm. that. And people don't know that. So I find that often. So again, in that employee employer benefit package, there's stuff buried in there. So you really do want to spend a couple of hours 
go through everything and then come up with a plan, implement it, takes a couple hours, and then check in every six months. This is so, this is a huge psychological effect. I mean, your gym takes advantage of this. Your streaming platform takes advantage of it. That it just seems like too much work to figure out, like, how do I go? And they make it a pain in the ass intentionally. This is a company strategy, right? Make things they don't want you to do a pain in the ass. And the inverse of that is everything that behavioral economics and Richard Thaler had won a Nobel Prize, literally, for figuring out, you know, if you want people to do certain behaviors, make it easy, make it a default, make it a step-by-step, break it down, just nudge people. It's called, I sound like Trump here. It's called nudges. Yeah, that's literally what he calls it. It's like nudge people. And that's, I think, what this entire problem feels like to me is everything you just said, I'm familiar with this, and it just sounds like so much to bite off, like more than I can chew. And what I want is to be a wind-up toy. I, I'm not making a pitch for people to go out and hire you per se. I'm wait, just wait, wait, like, why not? <laughs> just kidding. Because <laughs> that would seem unethical. Isn't that unethical somehow? I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, no, people is, can do what true. they want. Do what you want. But, I, but I, I really do. What I really want is to go through the – to have someone walk me through the census, the audit of, like, here's where you're at. And let's break this down. Here are the steps you need to take. And then I want to time budget myself an hour this week, an hour next week. I just want to break it down. And if I do that, it just, I know it's not that hard. I'm literally trying to cut the cord on cable right now. If you're listening, Xfinity, first of all, screw you, okay? (laughs) Second of all, Xfinity sent me a cable, a piece of equipment that I did not ask for. And they say they're going to charge me for it. I, I want to cut the cord. But you know why I'm not yet? Because I have to do this process. I have to figure out what are the streaming platforms I have? What do I want? How much am I paying? Am I going to save money? How am I going to make all the services that I get through the cable company? How am I going to replace them? Do I? No, I've got another. I, I got an idea for you, Matt. Just okay. cut the cord, get rid of everything, and then see how it feels for a week, and then just add back in. And the then things reacquired. That you need. Yeah, that's such a great hack. I love it. There you go. That's such a good idea. There you go. Oh my gosh. Plus, um, I just except- saved you money. And during that week, here's how I make the hack perfect. During that week, you are going to move into my house. And I am going to move into your house. And my kids are going to complain to you about the fact that they don't have their Netflix. No, I'm going to block your number during that week. (laughs) Great advice, Morton. Speaking of which, this has been really great advice. Anything you want to nail down on this three account types thing before we get out of here? Because we obviously have a lot more to do on this topic. Yeah, let's go back to the beginning just really quickly. Taxable accounts, all right, your checking, savings, brokerage accounts, they get taxed every year. So there's a drag on that. And when I made spreadsheets, you can find on my website, we did a couple weeks ago, the Roth versus traditional. Now I've got in this one, Roth, traditional, the three brokerage, tax deferred, traditional, and tax-free Roth. When you look at them, the taxable is terrible. You lose a couple of percent a year. And so if that's 100,000, that's one to 2,000 bucks a year that you are just losing in taxes or you're spending in taxes. So those are taxable accounts. They're the worst place to save, okay? Now we have to save there. If you're a good saver, you're gonna end up saving some money there. It's great, we want money in there because there's other benefits. It's accessible and stuff like that. But they're the worst place to save money, all right? So taxable accounts, checking savings, brokerage accounts, 
tax deferred accounts, you have not yet paid taxes on this money. So you're part of that chunk of money. If you have a hundred thousand in a tax deferred account, 75,000 of that's yours. 25,000 is the government's. All right. So it's not all yours. You haven't paid taxes on it yet. Those would be your traditional 401ks, traditional IRAs, rollover IRAs, inherited IRAs, traditional 403Bs. Okay. So those kinds of accounts you haven't paid taxes on. And then tax-free accounts, some of our favorite, because you ripped the bandaid off, you paid your taxes, the money's growing tax-free, you'll never be taxed on it again. Those are Roth accounts, Roth 401ks, Roth 403bs, Roth IRAs, and our favorite HSA is also growing tax-free. 529s, also tax-free, growing tax-free will be tax-free. So those are the kinds of accounts that are tax-free. Got it. And look, for me, again, the takeaway uh, that is really helpful information. For me, the takeaway is if this seems like a lot, it, it is, but it's actually, I, I actually feel better now having talked to you about this and we obviously are going to do more, but I, I think that this sounds tackleable. And so if people out there are, are getting a little bit nervous, it's this is why I have a feeling that I'm missing several thousand dollars a year. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And that's, that's awesome. Um, all right. Mike Morton, thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or mortonfinancialadvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.